0: Hello, everyone. It's John said, Bobby Darren, Scarlet Nation podcast. I think we have a pretty interesting one for you today. We're going to call this one the Upgrade Downgrade Show. Just looking at Chris Ash's first roster, 2016, comparing it to his 2018 roster, and just to get a sense of where there's been growth, where perhaps there's been a bit of a decline in some position areas, and where things have been about the same. Uh, fans want to see continued growth, and you know what? So do we. So we're going to go see where there's been growth. And we have not prepared for this show at all. (laughs) We just have the rosters in front of us, and we're going to talk about it as we go on. So Bobby, are you ready for the challenge today? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Well, we're going to start with the position that most people are most excited about, the quarterback position. Although if I wanted to hold on to our listeners, I probably should have kept that one till the end. But anyway, 2016 you had redshirt sophomore Gio Recigno, you had redshirt junior Chris Laviano, Tyland Odin as a freshman, Zach Allen as a grad transfer, Hayden Reddick as a redshirt junior and Mike Dare, redshirt freshman. Now, that's actually a lot of quarterbacks and I remember the fans being excited thinking of all the possibilities that year and how things didn't quite perhaps meet expectations 2018 you have freshman arthur Sikowski, senior i'm gonna just i'm gonna drop all the red shirts let's go with their eligibilities senior Gio rasino and sophomore jonathan lewis so bobby taking a look at those two years upgrade downgrade or just about the same what we, do you think? we have
1: to go upgrade there I mean <laughs> I don't care how many quarterbacks they had you know on the team in 2016 you look at what these guys are doing in spring practice you look at just the mere presence of Arthur Sikowski and and you have to go significant upgrade there Rutgers may finally have that great equalizer at the quarterback position
0: right I guess you know you're also we're looking at geo in 2016 to geo to 2018 you have to think that he's going to be a big upgrade over that back then but do you remember the excitement the fans had for that season just looking at some of those you know, thinking Laviano might turn it around but odin as a freshman everyone was excited that he was getting that look from uh well actually he was wanted by louisville zach allen is that grad transfer from high scoring uh tc it was tcu right Oh uh, yes mm-hmm. and uh, and then reddick of course former four-star player there was a lot of excitement but you know why didn't that work out for him that year?
1: I, I mean, the talent discrepancy was just huge. I mean, that was the you know 2016 year that Michigan won 78 to nothing. And you know, I've said this countless times, but I've never seen a game where you know every player was dominated. That uh, there was just too much of a, of a talent gap uh, when Rutgers was face, were facing these Big Ten teams. And um, you know, you might have had six what was your six quarterbacks in the fold, but I mean, it was just you know. It, there was just too much to overcome in terms of talent.
0: So you're saying if you plop Arthur, Arthur Sikowski, Gio Reschino senior year this year, Jonathan Lewis, where would they sit on that 2016 uh, depth chart there?
1: I mean, it's kind of irrelevant because I don't think anyone would have had success because you had no time to throw the ball. You had no playmakers to give it to really. Um, So it was a recipe for disaster. No matter who was calling the shots behind center.
0: All right, but overall, we got the upgrade there. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. Um, you know, he's got a, a lot of wide receivers in 2016. So we're going to go with freshman DeKoven Bailey, redshirt freshman Rashad Blunt, Chris Parker, Janarian Grant, who is actually out that year, Andre Patton, Vance Matthews, Mojabi, Jawan Harris, Carlton Agudosi, John Simis, and Ahmad Ba. Um, throw that against 2018. Eddie Lewis, Hunter Hayek, Zahir Lacewell, Paul Woods, Bo Melton, Everett Wormley, Shameen Jones, and Mo Jabby.
1: What do you think? I mean, at that, you got to say it's the same because none of these guys, although they have a lot of potential um, this year, none of them have really done anything. Bo Melton is your top receiver, and he had a handful of catches last year. You know, where is Andre Patton and Carl Agadosi today? They're on NFL teams. So um, Denari and Grant in there uh, was out that year, but but I believe he played. Um, that was the year he played and got hurt uh, the fourth game in against Iowa. and if correct me if I'm wrong, the years are all blending together, but, um, you know, he was a definite weapon that year. So I think his presence along with two guys that are in the NFL, you almost have to lean towards, towards an upgrade there because, um, we really don't know what a lot of these guys can do. Eddie Lewis has never played it down. Paul Woods has never played it down. So here Lacewell never played it down. Um, you know, Shameen Jones has never played it down. And, you know, collectively, um, they don't have many catches on the guys that have played last year. So uh, at the beginning of the year, you, you you have to look at it and say maybe it is a downgrade. The end of the year it could be a tremendous upgrade. Um, it's a bit of an unknown now. There's a lot of hope and potential for these guys, but uh, it remains to be seen what they can do.
0: Now, you mentioned that two of those guys from the 2016 team are on NFL rosters. How do you have two guys on NFL rosters? And really, you know, I know – for the beginning part of the season you also had janarian grant too and there really was not a lot of, of offensive output was it the quarterback's fault offensive line's fault what do you think or i mean i think it was a combination
1: i think it was a combination of everything it was the perfect storm working against those guys um you know no time to throw the ball like i said i, I, I don't care who you have back there if, if, if you're getting hit as soon as you get the ball um you're not going to have much success, but I I don't know if they ever utilized Agadosi to, to his full potential. I mean, you know, if the the coaching was a little suspect, you know, positional coaches left something to be desired there. Um, You know, Drew Merringer was not a success. So it it was really, you know, the perfect storm working against those guys. Um, You know, put them on a team where where they have a a seasoned quarterback and an offensive line that that gives them some time to throw. I think those guys could have really done some damage as evidenced by the fact that they both, you know, were on practice squads, but they were still on a team last year and have a chance to make, uh, you know, their respective squads again this year.
0: So, all right, we're going to go with upgrade in quarterback this year, potential downgrade until proven otherwise on the wide receivers. Now, Mm -hmm. tight end, No tight ends, really, to speak of in 2016. Uh, 2018, a lot to speak of. Jerome Washington, Travis Vokalek, Nakia Griffin-Stewart. Can you just talk briefly just about what fans can expect from that position group?
1: Um, I think you can expect big things. I mean, factor in that... John McNulty came over as an NFL tight ends coach. Um, you know he's going to want to use those guys. Uh, you, you know in his offense they really fit in. Couple that with the fact that you have potentially two of your best receivers in that group in Jerome Washington and Travis Vokalek. Uh, I don't think people realize how much Vokalek has progressed since he arrived here. Uh, you know, he's gained over thirty pounds and he has maintained his athleticism. He he can go up and get the football. He's you know six 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 seven creates mismatch problems when he's out. You know, as that flex tight end. And um, you know, if you ask me who would lead the team in receptions this year, I, I might have to go with Volkolek. Um, You know, Jerome Washington's still going to be in there and get his reps, but. Vokalek is a next level talent. He's a kid that could be playing on Sundays for quite a few years.
0: Well, a lot of people think Jerome Washington has a chance to play on Sundays too, right?
1: Yes, yes. But I, I think that one of the reasons that people are, are really excited about Vokalek is just the size. You know, um, he has that 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 build, that flex tight end that's becoming popularized now. Um, you know, Washington isn't as big. Um, you know, Vokalek's a little more short handed. And, you know, look at Washington's production last year was very good, but, you know, wasn't even in the top few tight ends in the Big Ten, who had some very good ones, by the way. But, um, you know, both, not to take anything away from him, I think they're both very good players, but I think uh, a lot of people around the Big Ten are going to be surprised at what Volke can do this year.
0: Now, what if you were to move that tight end group into the receivers, just for that upgrade, downgrade, or about the same rating? Do you still think it would be a potential downgrade until proven otherwise or would you say it's uh upgrade oh,
1: no i would say upgrade oh, because i mean washington's done it and um you know vocal like, didn't get much of a chance to do it last year but watching him in the spring and and just a bit in the summer um you know he, he he could be the best tight end they've seen in a while and you know and that includes tyler croft who you know is still in the nfl now with the with the Bengals. um so i i think that group is really going to be good
0: all right, I'm taking the upgrade there. Let's move to the running back position. 2016, Rob Martin, Josh Hicks, Justin Goodwin, Trey Snead, and Charles Snorway. Of course, those are young Snead and Snorway, only freshmen and a redshirt freshman at the time. 2018, we have John Hillman, Raheem Blackshear, Isaiah Pacheco, Charles Snorway, and Trey, Trey Snead still. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: You know, I- it's it's tough on that one, again, because one of your main guys you've really never seen do anything in, in Pacheco, but it's going to be tough to go against, you know, Martin Hicks and Goodwin, who are all very good running backs. Uh, Blackshear is a good running back, too. Uh, Hilderman, you know, has had a great amount of success at Boston college, but you know, w- what's he going to do at Rutgers in his final year? Um, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I, I really like Josh Hicks. I, I, you know, I liked Martin too. Um, Justin Goodwin was a heck of a player. Um, it's kind of tough to say that these guys are, are an upgrade when, you know, Pacheco has yet to have a carry, um, Hilleman, you know,
0: man, you've gotten people excited about Pacheco with your recent article.
1: <laughs> and, you know, th- there's reason for that. I mean, he, the kid is just explosive. I mean, I think I can remember the first time I told you that I saw him in person way back before he was, um, you know, a big prospect, I think before he had any offers and I was just really wowed by him, the way he played it, how explosive he was, um, how focused this kid was. Uh, he's just got that it factor. And I think he has a chance to, be better than all those backs you mentioned but it's tough to give him an upgrade when he hasn't had a carry yet so um you know i think i'm just gonna leave that one at even for now
0: uh come on it's okay you can say downgrade it's hard to say upgrade when, when you haven't seen the guy play yet but that's all right all right let's go to the offensive line uh i don't know should we take it all the offensive tackles at the same time or do we look at left and right why don't we just go with? How, how do you what do you think we should do? Uh you
1: can go each one. I mean, look, you got Tariq Cole from two years ago to Tariq Cole now. You know, it's an obvious upgrade because he's he's played a couple years, and then two years ago you have Chris Muller and Kamal Seymour. Um, you know that one two years ago Muller to Seymour now. I'm gonna have to go even on that one. I, I, does Seymour turn the corner? I don't know. I, you know, Mueller is a guy who came in with a lot of hype, but never really turned into that superstar that you expected with that four-star player. I mean, you remember the first time we saw him as a as a sophomore at, at, at Dave Schumann's underclassman combine, or he might even have been a freshman. He, and he looked like he was about 20 years old, um, you know, went to the Army All-American game, four-star guy, but just never turned into that, you know, dynamite, guard or tackle you know what they they moved him around whatever he was projected to be he never turned into that dynamite lineman that um everybody kind of thought he was going to be in his recruitment so i would say that one's even and then um if you want to flip to to the other positions we can we can start knocking them down from uh center i guess you go from Derek nelson to to Mike you know Nelson as a redshirt senior, I, I would have to say he was better. So I would say it's a, it's a bit of a downgrade. Um, I, I thought he was very good coming into that season, and even though they didn't have the greatest year, I thought he did pretty well.
0: Not a lot of depth at the center position either year.
1: No, and, and that's 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 kind of common. You know, um, there's always a guy that will slide over. Um, you know, a, as you know in recruiting, there's not a heck of a lot of true centers in there. It's kind of let's grab a guard and. And make him into a center you know uh if Jonah Jackson or if, if um my Eddie goes down it's Jonah Jackson in there who's already a starter so I, I don't think there is, is really true backups at the position at Rutgers you know f- for a while now at the center position
0: all right so take us to the guard spots
1: okay yeah Dorian Miller is a redshirt junior um and Jonah Jackson is a junior um you know Jackson no, what's that
0: now you're talking about you're talking about, all right, Dorian Miller in 2016 versus Jonah Jackson 2018.
1: Right, right. Um, okay. You know, that's a tough one, too, because Jonah was hurt a little bit last year. We didn't see fully what he could do. Um, and I like Dorian. I thought he was a good player. Um, you know, until Jonah really plays an extended amount, you know, more than a six-game stretch, you know, it, it's tough to, to give him an upgrade on that one, although he could – proved to be an upgrade. Uh, you know, that one's pretty close. Um, I'm going to say a, a slight downgrade, but that could change.
0: All right. What about J.J. Denman 2016 versus Nick Crimin 2018?
1: Again, you know, um, Crimin is is unproven. He's never started. It's tough to say he's an upgrade. Although I thought J.J. Denman uh, really didn't have a great career. Um, they moved him around, Just just wasn't you know, it, it just didn't click for him like you thought it would when he was a high-profile recruit as well. So, um, you know, it, it like I said, it's tough to to really upgrade. I'm just going to call it even just based on the fact that Denman was never really uh, that guy who came in and, and really made a, a big difference.
0: All right, Bobby. Fans are expecting a whole lot more points. It seems like we're a little up here, down there. Well, uh- I guess that a lot was, of it's
1: relative too, because it's tough to really upgrade guys, um, when they haven't played, you know what I mean? Right. So.
0: Right, right. This is, of course we are, we're looking at people post 2016, right. right after that season versus prior to the 2018 season. So yeah, I, I could see what you're yeah,
1: saying. Yeah. And, and you have a different OC as well. I mean, the, the dynamic of the team has really changed, but, um, You know, as far as the running back position, if Pacheco lives up to expectations like a lot of people think, um, he could blow the competition away and and that would be a huge upgrade by midseason, you know?
0: And, and right, if he can provide a threat running the ball, that also opens up, you know, some excellent things for the receivers and the Mm -hmm. deep balls that McNulty wants to move to. So, yeah, I think everything has to work in tandem. And if Rutgers can get it going with McNulty this year, you know, regardless of the talent whether it's it's a huge upgrade or even talent if the offensive coordinator knows what to do with it then you know some good things can happen down exactly
1: and you know like I said you have the great equalizer quarterback you put Art Sikowski in there and you know he's an instant upgrade from what you had in 2016 and if things start to click for him um, you know it, it could really be a fun year offensively
0: is Rutgers going to use a fullback this year
1: uh, situationally, I, I don't think you'll see a lot of it. Um, you know, when the situation calls for it, you could see Max Anthony go in there, but, um, I, I don't think you're going to see a ton of it.
0: Now, is that by design or is that just a personnel situation? You know, you think back to last time when McNulty was here, I believe they used a fullback and, but is that, do you think he's moving away from that with the rest of the country or is it just a matter of not having them on the roster? So working around nah. what he has.
1: I think the game is evolving and and the offense is changing. So, um, you know, there's, there's not really a need for it in the offense that he's running. Now, everything just kind of changes. You know, you talk about a, a a spread and a pro style and, 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 you know, over the past few years, a lot of offenses are kind of morphing the two together. So, um, you know, to say he used it back then, will he use it again? His offense is a little different. He's made adjustments, you know, he's gone through the pros and seen those changes. So I don't think the offensive scheme is the exact same, but um, I think there'll be some situations that may call for it, but I don't think it'll be as prominent as it was, you know, 10 years ago.
0: All right, let's uh, go right over to the defensive side of the ball. Let's look at those defensive tackles, those tackles from yesteryear. Um, let's go down the line we'll go sebastian joseph 2016 kevin wilkins eric wife uh, darius hamilton john bataki as a sophomore then and julius turner as a freshman then we're going to go against the 2018 john bataki will previlon julius turner and johnny duggan
1: own Duggan. <laughs> oh, <I'm>
0: sorry, <laughs> I like that. I can yeah. never pronounce that one. <laughs>
1: that was a good one. Um, you know, you have to say downgrade. Defensive line is is you know notably the the weakest position, and Chris Ash has said that on numerous occasions. You got a guy like Darius Hamilton, Sebastian Joseph, and Kevin Wilkins all at the position. You know, in 2016, and and it's just you have more depth there, and and I think Batici going to have a really good year. I think. Prevalon will have a decent year, you know, Turner and Duggan, you know, I'm not really, really sure about, but um, there was just way more depth. Uh, and, and I think there was more talent on that, that team in 2016, that might've been one of the um, positions on the defense that year, even though they had a real bad year where you'll see an upgrade.
0: Right. All right. Well, let's look at the defensive end position. 2016, you had Darnell Davis, Kaboko Ture, Elam Loomer, you had Julian Penix, Zodrick, Miles Nash, Rondell Carter, Jimmy Hogan, and a younger Willington Prevalon. Versus 2018, you have Elon Loomer, CJ Onichi, Kevin Wilkins, and Mike T- Tiverdov. Of course, you have some others down there, Mason, Thomas, Chroma, and oh my gosh, I could never pronounce the Jutretin. Um <laughs> 2016 on the defensive ends versus 2018. What do you think, Bob?
1: You know, I I think this one's a little different too because you have different um, positions. You know, you have the jack position now that's kind of changed a little bit from the rushed end position. Um, And also keep in mind that Kimoko Ture wasn't healthy that year. So it wasn't the Kimoko Ture that, you know, everybody saw last year or that we saw in the beginning of his career. He wasn't, you know, is healthy. So he wasn't as effective and the other defensive end, Julian Penix-Odrick was rushing to pass her a little more. Now um, you have Kevin Wilkins playing that four-eye technique where he lines up inside the offensive tackle. And, and kind of his job is not to get in there and make a lot of sacks, but to create, uh, you know, a cluster and and a, and a lot of traffic in there on the line and eat up a couple um, – You know, offensive players so that the linebackers can kind of make plays. So it's a different alignment. um, And there's different jobs for for these guys. Uh, I I would have to call it an even one because, um, you know, that year that, you know, they struggled to get penetration. Julian Penazotrick had a decent year. But other than that, uh, things were kind of quiet. A um, lot of potential, Lumar and Onyechi, I like the both of them. Um, I like, you know, what I've seen out of Tawan Mason as far as potential. He might not be ready. I've always been a Mike Tivertov fan, and Kevin Wilkins is just a tough kid. Um, I, I, I'm going to have to, and even with uh, chroma, even though he's been limited through practice, if he can get healthy, um, he could come in there and, and make a difference. So, um, you know, I'm going to say even, but with a chance of an upgrade.
0: All right. Let's go over to the linebackers. Outside linebacker. Trevor Morris in 2016, Eric Margulies, Brandon Russell, Isaiah Johnson, Rashawn Battle, and Jim Brady, was preferred preferred walk on there, versus <laughs> – I gave you a lot of names there. 2018, we'll say Tyshawn Fogg, Trevor Morris.
1: Okay. Um, you know, it's got to be an upgrade. I mean, you got Morris from two years ago. Morris today, uh, he's that much better, and he's in jeopardy of losing that job to so- the sophomore Tyshawn Fogg, who who just has star quality written all over him um that's a huge upgrade and i I think that'll be a tremendous benefit this year um maybe there's a situations where they can get both of those guys on the field i mean you know that's up to ash and and the defensive uh schemes that he, he puts together but that's a huge upgrade at that position
0: all right middle linebacker 2016 deontay roberts kevin marquez tj taylor versus deontay roberts and rashawn battle this year
1: you know, you take a Roberts as a sophomore starting for the first time and Roberts starting as a senior, and, and it's, a, it's a big upgrade. He wasn't playing the position, um, you know, uh, coming into 2016, and, and he's got two seasons as a starter, has a heck of a lot of tackles. Um, you know, he's gotten a lot better. Um, I, you know, you could see a little progression in his game, even uh, through the spring and into the summer, and uh, I think it's a huge upgrade there.
0: All right. The other linebacker spot. In 2016, Greg Jones, Najee Clayton, Solomon Manning, and Tyreex Maddox-Williams. Bumped that up to 2018, Maddox-Williams again, and Olakunle Fatusaki. Did I pronounce that correctly?
1: You said that one, but you got that one and you didn't get on Duggan with the Johnny Duggan. So, so uh, <laughs> maybe it's late. I don't know. Anyway, um, it I, <laughs> it's an upgrade there. You know, Greg Jones wound up starting um, in the beginning of the year. And this was a kid who, who went to multiple schools and then just kind of, you know, the situation fell into his lap where, where he played and he was decent, but you know, this was a kid who bounced around, you know, to junior college to small college and, 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 you know, had a chance to kind of step in there because there were some problems with Najee Clayton, but um, Tyree Maddox Williams finished out the year and, you know, he's, he's better. Um, of course, you know, he had the ACL, but he looks really good and, and that role has changed too. You know, you're starting to see more of that hybrid type uh, safety and, and, uh linebacker combined and uh, i think fatu kassi's gonna gonna have things click a little bit for him there too as maddox williams backup so um I, i think you're gonna upgrade there as well
0: all right let's hit the safeties i'm just gonna run down the line on all of them 2016 chaffee hester hunt hampton stevens campbell and ronnie james 2018 hayes hester hampton stevens and yeah throw in there jones mickens eisen and jennings
1: yeah i I'm going to go upgrade there you know saquon hampton is is primed for a big year if he can stay healthy uh, i think you're really going to see a lot from him and i, I really like damon hayes it safety as well um you know, just transitioned over from corner, might might hit a few hiccups along the way in the first few games. Also has Kai Hester there behind him. You know, how Hester's uh, leg is, uh, that remains to be seen. But I, I mean, even if he's not 100%, that kid's a good player. He, he's a tough kid. He knows what he's doing. Um, I, I think they're going to be good at safety. I mean, I know everybody was banking on KJ Gray to, to come in and start, but I was never a huge gray guy. Um, I always thought that Damon Hayes would be able to unseat him, you know, in that competition. Eventually I, I just saw a little bit more out of him. I thought he was more physical. I thought like he's faster. Um, so I, I think they're going to upgrade at the safety position.
0: All right. Corner position, 2016, Austin Hayes um, kind of just goes down there on that side. Let's see. Well, because he Wharton, uh, Ross Taylor-Douglas – Charles Snorway, red redshirt freshman. I guess that's really – there's a bunch of names there that I'm not even going to bother mentioning. Mm-hmm. Then you go to 2018. You have Austin, Avery, Wharton, and Jarrett Paul. What do you think?
1: Upgrade. Tremendous upgrade. I mean, watching those corners play through the first week of camp, they, they not only were good, but they were confident. You know, they, they were just locking people down at will. Um, you know, Bless and, and Isaiah are really, you know – polished now as seniors. I, I was surprised that Austin didn't have more rust from the ACL. Uh you have Trey Avery in there who is a quality player as well. He's gonna see some time. And then you have Jared Paul in that fourth spot who's who's kind of learning behind those geysers. He he's shown a lot early. He's also shown some freshman mistakes. But um you know, that four spot is, is going to be a guy that's not really going to play as prominent in a role when you have those three corners. Um, so uh, I, I think it's a tremendous upgrade. You, you got blessed for another year who's, who's going to be an NFL draft pick. If, if he can stay healthy and, and, and there is no lingering effects of that ACL, you know, he could be a second, third round pick. Wharton really impressed me in camp too. You know, this, this is a kid who started the last three straight years, just a tough kid, knows how to play the position. And um, I, I think they're really, that's going to be a strength this year.
0: And guess you have that whole kind of X factor, the fact that this is year three, mm-hmm. the culture is established, the rhythms, the routines are established. So all that stuff that they were trying to deal with in year one before they could even get to focusing on their assignments is already there, it's established. Of course, there's a new offensive coordinator, so that's going to take some time. But you think that has to play in. We're looking at this whole upgrade, downgrade, whether or not a player is an upgrade or downgrade themselves, just the fact that they're in the program mm-hmm. and – the program is established ha- has to be an upgrade right there yeah and
1: you're talking about it, you know these kids who were starters maybe as sophomores 2 years ago who never started were going into the Big 10 facing these powerhouses and and, and you know th- some of them had you know they were just had their they're just getting their feet wet some of them were deer in headlights and 2 years later i mean these kids are seasoned they're experienced they're faster they're stronger they're better and also you have some upgrades at some very key positions uh, you know i touched on the the quarterback position itself i mean you look at that and you know you you upgrade significantly there it changes the whole dynamic on offense
0: right all right well bobby that's it you have any final thoughts before we let everybody go
1: Nah, I mean, that's it. I, you know, camp, uh, you know, rolling through the first week, uh, there, there's a lot more to be positive about and optimistic about. And I've sat through some rough training camps in the last decade at Rutgers and, and there's a, there's a lot of positivity. It's a good vibe. Um, I know some people might've thought with these player suspensions, it might hurt or dismissals, what have you. Um, but, uh, you know, this team, I think, is just going to be fine. I don't think that that's going to really affect them. And um, as long as they can stay healthy and, and some of these young guys can start to get it, I, I think it could be an exciting year, And it, especially from the offensive end. And like, you know, I've said in the past, we've sat through some, some really tough offensive games. So <laughs> to see that change, it, it's kind of promising and, and it's created a little more buzz for this season.
0: Yeah, what are you looking for? And there's a practice tomorrow. We're we're recording this on Wednesday night, so Thursday there'll be a practice. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to these next few times you get to see the team?
1: Um, Nothing uh, individually. I mean, I kind of check out everybody who's there and, oh, that's this guy. See how he's doing. That's one of the great things about camp is to see how guys progress and how they evolve. And, and, you know, like you know, from the other day's practice, you know, guys like Christian Izzy and I I wasn't looking – for him to make any plays but you know he caught my eye in practice and said wow man this this kid you know he, he can play you know Sean Brown has always you know endorsed his play and even when I said ah he's smaller you know doesn't have a lot of offers you know he went and saw him and said this kid's a player and um, you know he showed me something on the field so I think that's the fun thing about camp is you really don't go you really don't know what you're going to expect and, and, and you know sometimes guys just go out there and make plays and you can talk about this all year long but that's the great part about camp everything gets settled on the field all that other stuff really doesn't matter
0: and it does just a few more weeks till ruckers hits the field september 1st texas state bobby thank you for talking to me tonight i'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow at practice and everyone who's listening whether you're hearing this tonight tomorrow a few days from now just keep it tuned to ScarletNation.com. if you're not a premium subscriber please jump on board grab yourself a premium subscription you get an opportunity to talk to bobby And Brian Doan, our recruiting analyst, Sean Brown, the recruiting analyst, and the rest of our staff, they're on there all the time. They'll answer your questions. They'll give you their insight. You'll know, you'll get the kind of the story behind the story. So scarletnation.com, make sure you pick up that subscription. Everyone, we will see you next time.